Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying Increase of Our Reality, I'd really appreciate it if you could drop a review or a rating and I'll give you a shout out on the show. While you're at it, come join the Telegram group and follow the show on Instagram and across social media. If you'd like to support the show, check me out over on Patreon for early access to Increase of Our Reality and Big Dumb Inquiries which is the Swapcast show I co-host with Kyle Rainey of the Big Dumb Podcast. If you'd like to pick up some merch, come check out the merch store. If you want to help me out to upgrade my equipment and pump out even more awesome content for you guys, come donate over on Anchor. Or Kofi. And last but not least, if anyone is interested in being a guest on the show, sponsoring the show, has a topic they want covered, or you feel you have something to contribute to the show, send me an email at increaseofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. All the links I mentioned are in the show description. Just tap or click the link tree link to be directed. Thanks, everyone. I appreciate you, and I couldn't be doing this without you. Now enjoy the show. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. everyone, and welcome to the now 21st episode of Inquiries of Our Reality. Today I have with me Buffalo and Legs from False Reality Check. How are you guys doing today? Oh, we are fantastic. Thank you so much for having us on and uh, giving this opportunity to shoot the shit with you. For sure. Looking forward to it. Awesome to have you guys on. I've seen you guys bouncing around a bunch of different podcasts. It's cool to finally all kind of come together, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've seen you coming up with uh, your episodes just taken away and... um, Really happy to have someone else in the community spreading truth and just questioning things and uh, getting people to think. Can yeah, never have enough. So yeah. I'm only about two months in now, believe it or not, and I have as many episodes going as I do on top of doing like Dang. side episodes. <laughs> yeah, you're good. you're freaking going hard, man. Yeah, you're you're diving <laughs> real deep. <laughs> it was one of those things that it just kind of lined up where I uh, was a listener for a very long time, and uh, I've had a lot of different like experiences through my life that have made me question a lot of things. And I uh, ended up hitting up Mark from My Family Thinks I'm Crazy and asked him if he wanted to have like a, like a co-host for an episode just because I wanted to kind of get a feel for podcasting and see if I was something I could do. And he ended up saying, uh, I'll have you on as a guest in the next couple of weeks. So I said, okay, mm, shit. Well, if I'm going to be a guest, I got to have something going for people to come and like figure out who I am. So 
I got everything together. I set all this shit up. It was like four episodes in before I went on his show, got my logo made, set up all my Instagram accounts, and I've just been fucking rolling with it. And I have that whole concept that if you put a cap on yourself, that's when you're going to find your peak. So I haven't put a cap on myself, and I'm, I'm still rolling. Almost had 1,000 listens, too, as of today. Last time I checked, it was like 965 compared to me being surprised anybody wanted to listen to me talk. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm always surprised when we hear people listen to us or, or like we get emails from people. They're like, hey, I heard this episode and I really like, you know, this, that or the other thing. And I'm like, you listen to us? Like, who the fuck <laughs> listens to us? But there's a, there's there's people that listen to us. Like, we, we, we just took a trip out to Nampa, which is the other side of Idaho, to pick up chickens. And we actually hung out with one of our listeners, somebody who started listening uh, Deborah gets red pilled. And then he started listening when, when we had Adam on our show and he just kept listening. And now he's, a, he's a big member on our telegram. Like he's always putting really cool stuff up there, always sending us like really interesting things to look into. And we were out there. We knew he was out there. We're like, Hey, do you want to hang out? And we ended up having dinner together. It was a really great experience. Yeah. Shout out to that guy, man. It's always awesome when you can connect with the listeners, especially considering that I feel like a lot of people, when they just hear our voices, almost see us as, I don't want to say like celebrities or something like that, but like realistically, we're just normal people. So come fucking talk to us, come hang out. Like shit, that's what the telegram groups are for. It's just to, you know, interact with everybody because we're, we're not above nobody. And that's the message we're trying to spread is just truth for everybody in an unbiased fashion. Exactly. And that that's kind of what um, drew us to starting our own podcast is where we were previously in Cali. We, we were like in... I hate calling it the matrix because that's like, it's the womb. It's, it's a beautiful thing. We were in the system, I guess, if you want to call it that the parasite system um, <laughs> with, uh, you know, got our careers going. We had our house debt. We had, um, had the dog, all, all the things. And yeah, we were happy with each other, but we were not fulfilling what like our inner work. We weren't doing our inner work. We were surrounded by people that just did not want to have an open mind about anything and um, kind of just followed whatever big daddy government said, hoping that it'll they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out eventually. So we figured, let's start this thing. Let's connect with people that are like-minded and at the same time, show people that you can make a life of your own in this realm. Even if it seems like everything's going to shit, I can't do anything. Um, they're in control. No, that's not true at all. And with talking with people, starting this podcast and us taking the leap of just quitting our jobs and moving out here to a single wide trailer on a little bit of land to kind of <laughs> learn how to fend for ourselves. Um, it's every podcaster's dream. It's, yeah, it's just... <laughs> It's, it's a thing that we just want to show people it's possible and hopefully influence them to do the same. And like you said, we're normal people. We don't know what the fuck we're doing half the time. Um, we're just no. taking it day by day, going by the flow, going with the flow and uh, talking with awesome people like you now and then. Yeah, it was the whole point of like starting this had it had nothing to do with like how many listens could we get? How many downloads could we get? That was literally the last thing on our mind. I, I had, I had a podcast with her brother mm. a while ago when, and I guess we probably should have like stuck with it because it, we would have been like a thousand episodes in by now, but there was just a really big age gap. He's very young compared to you know, much younger than I am. At least he's like at least 10, 
maybe 11 years younger than me. I'm not sure, but it was, it, it ended up turning into a podcast of like me showing him things. And I didn't want it to be that way. I wanted to have conversations with people. So we put that off, we stopped doing it. And then this opportunity came up and I was like, baby, we need to do this. Like, this is the only way we're going to connect with the people that really know what the fuck we're talking about. And, and people that we want to talk to, not, not the people that were around, no offense to California, but like she said, if you question anything over there, like people, oh man, people, what's the matter with you? Don't you, don't you trust the science? Don't you just trust the experts and all that? And it's like, no, do you realize that there are no experts in anything? Like you, you, there are none that doesn't exist. That's not a real thing. And so when, when we started this, it was mostly to just communicate with people. And like, right off the bat, Adam reached out to us and was like, Hey, do you want me to come on? I'm like, yeah, I would love for you to come on. Cause we'd already, we'd already like sent him a donation. We were really happy with his show. We wanted him to keep going with his mother-in-law at the time. He was still, you know, talking to, to Deborah and, it was just such a great experience to have him reach out to us. And then we became friends and it was like, Oh, and then another show came up and then we started to be friends with them. And then it's like almost everybody that comes up is like another part of our group of friends. It's just so happens. We all live in different places, Yeah. but this is, this was the point was to communicate with people. We, we don't really care about the downloads. I mean, that's cool, but that's not what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the same for me. I just started doing this one because I always felt like the black sheep and I felt like I can never talk to anybody about anything. And I was always getting silence and I was just getting tired of it. And uh, two, it's also to be a chronicle for my kids because I'm trying to help them be able to look into this kind of stuff because, you know, we look at old journals from our parents or different writings, paintings, whatever, and try to get a feel for who they were at that particular age. But like we have the opportunity that there's no figuring out how we're trying to word things like it is what it is. And our kids will know exactly what who we were you know, at this stage in our life. So I feel like it's important just even for that aspect. And to, and also, like I was saying, just to kind of get the truth out, because I was tired of always trying to spat this stuff to people that didn't really want to listen. So I kind of got to a point where it's like, all right, I'm going to do this exclusively for the people that want to listen, because I'm not very much of a talker at work, but like my personality comes to life as soon as I started podcasting. Like this is the only time I feel like I can truly be my full fucking self is when I'm doing this type of shit. So this community opens up a whole other doorway for a lot of people that feel like they're black sheeps because realistically you're not a black sheep you're just a very open-minded thinker and the world suppresses things like that oh man i feel you on that that was beautiful um, too you feel like you can only be like you can be yourself here like i love that yeah man. that's so beautiful it's uh living the double life gets tiring <laughs> i was the same way at work i was towards the end i kind of just stopped giving a shit because i knew my time my time was up um, once I saw that fucking email come in about you better get vaccinated or you can't do this for your job. I'm just like, okay. Um, yeah, it was, it's very hard when you're, for me, I have two degrees. I was in the system way longer than I should have. So <laughs> I trusted the science up until our first mushroom trip in it was like 2015 or some shit. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I was all, I was all about, all about uh daddy, big daddy government taking care of me. And when I felt like when I was in my double life, um, and I became awake to the bullshit and questioning things, people would still assume just because I had two degrees, they still made that assumption of, 
oh yeah, she, she definitely trusts the science. Oh yeah. She's, she's a Democrat, you know, she's, uh, all for that socialist stuff. And I just got tired of that. I got, <laughs> I hate being put in a box and, um, doing this show definitely helped me break out of my shell even more. And I was able, I'm able to express how I feel about things. And we're so fortunate in the community that we're in now here in Idaho. Oh my gosh. Um, talk about like-minded folks. We are so fortunate to, I mean, even a little, my neighbor, our neighbor called me last night at like eight o'clock and was like, Hey, I was driving home. And I, I, I saw this bird that had, uh, it was mostly white and it had like a pinkish head and blah, blah, blah. He was describing it for me. And that's like the shit we talk about. We talk about the, the birds we see or what's happening with our chickens or um, what animal did we go hunting for the other day? It's uh, as opposed to back in Cali when it was, oh, did you see the Rams game? Oh, did you, <laughs> did you see what was happening on a, uh, on the whatever fucking Star Wars show is on Netflix now. Did it's... you watch the Kardashians the other day? Can you believe she said that? <laughs> I mean, I hate to shit on... If you love that shit, okay. I feel like people listening to your show don't. But if you do... likely no. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you do, then all the power to you. I don't do what you want to do, you know? Um, but man, it gets tiring just trying to talk to people like that. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like, it's been a 180 being here it's it's the different the difference isn't really like necessarily quality of area because california has its its great things right like where we were at we were you know like an hour from the beach two hours from the mountains two hours from the desert like you could see everything in a day if you really wanted to and that was fun it's just so busy and the quality of person not to shit on southern california people because i am one i used to be one at least but it born and raised there yeah but it's not there, there's no thinking like it really is just do what you're told submit to authority don't think about anything just do it don't argue with people just do it and that's just that's not after that trip i just couldn't i couldn't put up with that shit anymore it was so hard to work our nine to five jobs and to talk to even just neighbors about regular things like before we left, we talked to one of our great neighbors. Like we love this. We love this person. Like he's a wonderful person, but we told him we were going to raise chickens here. And he was like, Oh, I get my chickens from the store. And it's like, yeah, most people do, but you know, we're going to raise our own and then eat our own. And he's like, Oh, that's, that's gross. Why would you do that? Yeah. And it's like, well, where do you think your fucking chicken comes from? Like someone had <laughs> to raise it. Like, and it, and it wasn't in a good condition. Like it was probably eating its own shit all the time. It was stuffed in a pen full of other chickens. This is going to be a very happy chicken. So we're going to be very happy eating it because it's our chicken. And he's just like, no, that's no, but that's the typical response. That's just how things are. So it, it's over here. It's all that normal stuff. It's like chickens. It's like, what are you growing? You know, what, what's your business? If you have a business, um, you know, it's not no sports, no, Oh, did you see the news? No, none of that. Nobody here watches the news. I don't think anybody here even knows what the hell's going on. <laughs> COVID doesn't exist up here. So it, it's just been such a revelation to just talk to people like one-on-one, -on -one, no mask in the way. And like being able to like lean in on somebody and be like, Hey, you know, that was really funny, blah, blah, blah. And just like crack a joke with somebody. And we couldn't do that back there. Cause everybody was just so, Oh, can't do that. Distance six feet. <laughs>
Dude, that's how I know I don't belong in my state because I'm four miles out of Detroit and uh, I have a chicken coop in my backyard and all my neighbors look over the fence like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I literally just have them so I have eggs, like, more than anything because, I like, I love all my chickens. Like, they're all, like, very attached birds. Like, they, they sit on me, like, they hang out with me um, and I keep them for the eggs, you know? Like, I don't necessarily want to eat them, um, but, like, at least I have a renewable food source if need be because I used to have a rooster, but he recently passed away. Um, but I'm planning on getting another one. And then, you know, if I need to, if anything happens, if shit hits the fan, at least I have a way to maintain myself. But I can definitely relate with you guys with that whole double life thing, because I'm sure you guys coming from California, you know all about the weed game. And um, I've been a, a grower for the last three years for this company called Gage, which is the only place in Michigan that has um, a light that has a contract to grow cookies products, as I'm sure you guys know all about cookies from California. So I grow like cookies products and stuff at work. and um, like it started off as like a family owned business. It was very small. Um, my girlfriend and I were the first two employees. Uh, and now there's this company from Canada that took over called TerraSend. And the whole business is corporatizing, like very badly corporatizing. And it's like that was never intended for weed. You can see that they're all about trying to make as much product for the cheapest price possible. So it's like they switched all their grow methods to just like cheap, shitty methods. And then they're always like, the numbers are, are higher than they've ever been. Like, eh, I'm not fucking stupid. Like, you're paying to get those numbers. <laughs> so, like, they, they do all this, like, weird uh, testing where they're like, oh, you have to be okay with this. You have to do that. Uh, every time I open my mouth, I get in trouble. So I'm kind of, like, on my way out where I'm kind of just using that as my time to listen to my podcast and honestly connect with other podcasters and have these conversations. Like, started off that I was very into my work and now I feel disrespected and I feel like the plant's disrespected and I want no fucking part of it. So now it's like half the time I'm at work, I'm low key investing my podcast. And the best part is I know nobody listens to me at work because they don't listen to me while I'm in person. So I can say all this shit about them. <laughs> the only one that listens to me at work is my girlfriend and she, she already knows all the shit I'm saying on here. And she thinks it's funny that I call out this place all the time. Like it's called Terrasen. I call him Terra Descent. That's the joke. <laughs> hell yeah oh my god man that is a bummer i to see cannabis get disrespected like that that's that must be rough and to go from a business where it it seemed like it was pretty small family owned doing things right type and then the corporations come in and just Mm. uh, that sucks man like i mean the conspiracy theory but i was telling everybody the second they mentioned terrace that i'm like the company's going down it's gonna go corporate we're all gonna get booted out of this bitch and they're all like no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then like a month ago, my uh, head grower at my place comes up to me and goes, you're right about the corporate stuff. I'm kind of worried for my job now. I'm like, yeah, everybody calls me the conspiracy theorist. I just recognize patterns, man. <laughs> right. No corporate America works. I've seen it a million times. <laughs> just because it's no different. That's yeah, conspiracy theories are the ones that keep score. That's the problem. We keep score. We shouldn't we shouldn't do that. I guess we should just turn our brain off and be like everybody else. Mm. Yeah, then we're no different though. And then we won't be the true truth seekers that we are. Hey, speaking of that topic, I would love to know though, what what in particular got both of you guys into being into the truther community as far as like a particular topic that like red pilled you? Oh man. I think uh I don't know what it was for you, but for me when it first started, I actually got into it like from the political standpoint. So we had our mushroom trip and then I kind of woke up and realized like, oh, the two-party system is fucked. And then I didn't think like, oh, all parties are fucked. So I went libertarian and I was like, oh, let me look at what libertarianism is for a while and let me look into that. And I actually joined the libertarian 
party, the state party in California. I served as a delegate. I voted, all that kind of stuff. And then I realized this party is just as shitty as all the other parties. So it doesn't really matter what you believe in. Like you could believe in the principles of something, uh, but it, it's it's anything that gets like corporatized, like you just mentioned, which parties are corporations, they fuck it up. They ruin it. They 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 sink to the lowest common denominator. They try and get everybody in into it. And it's like, no, this isn't a philosophy for everybody. This is a philosophy for people who aren't retarded, you know? And so I I got into it from that standpoint. And then I started to look into other conspiracies, realized the one that really got me into everything was the Fed. Like the fact that the Fed is a private corporation, has nothing to do with the government, and it basically makes money up out of thin air and then and loans that money at an exorbitant rate. And it's basically made out of nothing. Like I grew up thinking that if you have a dollar, like you have a dollar and it's worth a dollar, like a dollar is a lot. It's a dollar in gold. No, none of that shit's true. <laughs> and that's what kind of woke me up to the whole thing. And then, then we started paying taxes on our house and I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys heard the whole connection with the Titanic and the Fed? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were just talking to, to Brandon about that on uh, Expanding Reality. Yeah. Do you guys want to reiterate for the listeners? Do you want me to talk about it? So it's... From, what I, from what I can remember is before, and you can fill in, fill in the gaps, please. Um, so was it Rockefeller? Not Rockefeller. Yeah, it was, was a, it Rockefeller. Rockefeller. There was like a, one of the Morgan, JP Morgan's, right? Yeah. It was, they were going to go on the Titanic and then there were three, like John Jacob Astor. Mm -hmm. There were other people that were anti-Fed. Like they didn't want the Fed to be a thing. They were all going to go on a trip on the Titanic, but last minute Rockefeller bowed out, JP Morgan bowed out. Um, but the three, three main guys they that were on. against the Fed stayed on. And then hits an iceberg. Hits an ice, iceberg, whatever the fuck they say happens. Which I've heard theories about bomb, a possible bomb being on the boat too. Yes, I've heard that too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, ship goes down. Those three guys. And at the die. same at the same time, you get a little ritual sacrifice going on because you take all these other lives. And, uh, and yeah, the very next year, the the Fed is established. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's some <laughs> hidden history nobody ever wants to look into. Is just like who exactly was on the boat. And there's a reason why you remember the two names, but you don't remember the other three names. Right. As yeah. far as like common knowledge goes, because everybody knows Rockefeller and, and the other one, but like nobody knows any of the other names. I guarantee it. Unless they're no. part of this community and they're digging into this kind of stuff, of course. Right. And everyone knows about Jack and Rose and the heart of the ocean, you know, <laughs> that old, <laughs> that old like, the Titanic movie, like that kind of set the stage there on what, what happened you got to take over the narrative so that people don't figure yeah. out the true narrative. That's what it comes down to. I always oh, say that if there's a Hollywood movie that's based on an event, more than likely there's something fishy about that event, and that's why they try to control the narrative. Because if you make a movie, people believe the movie more than the real life. Like, even, for example, like Walk the Line about Johnny Cash, I guarantee you, like, 90% of that movie is just stuff that was made up for the sake of the movie, but everybody's like, no, this is to the T. This was Johnny Cash's life because they saw it in cinema, and that's what it comes down to is that people are, I don't say weak-minded but they're willing to believe anything that's put in front of them by big corporations or by big names but they don't want to take into this stuff into consideration but they'll listen to the people that have been known to lie to them for years of course yeah and, lies are more comforting that's why yeah and speaking of hollywood the thing that got me questioning things was the moon landing and space and um growing up 
oh my gosh, I so badly wanted to be an astronaut. I so badly wanted to go to that kid's space camp in Florida um, during the summer. Oh, I thought it was Florida. No, it's in Alabama. Okay. Yeah. You're thinking of NASA camp. Yeah. I thought it was in Florida too, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. No, the astronaut camp is in Alabama. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because I had a friend that went there. You had to fly to Alabama. (laughs) That's cool. That's really cool. But I wanted to do all that, all that shit. And um, then I started looking at documentaries about the moon landing, those that say it happened versus those that say it didn't happen. And just the, the amount of evidence that is against the moon landing act, like even all the footage being lost and the only footage that there is, is from the news. Like NASA was like, Nope, we don't have the footage. It got lost. I don't know what happened. Yes. Like it doesn't make sense. And you see the type of computer technology that they had that got them to the moon and it's probably enough to power like a lamp or something like just something so weak. And then they say, Oh, we don't have that technology anymore. We can't go back when things are so much more advanced today. Well, we're going to Mars. Yes. (laughs) Oh yeah. Elon's going to take us to Mars for sure. Oh my gosh. That's a whole other fun one. I'm pretty sure that guy's either the antichrist or some kind of super genius. He's trying to do that relate to me, relate to me thing. Like I did an episode with Kyle that's our sideshow called Big Dumb Inquiries and we tore apart whether or not he's a, he's an evil genius or not. But I definitely sway onto that side, especially because he dropped the Neuralink. Like how else would you have people be willing to do that unless you're a relatable guy? Because if like Bill Gates said, get the Neuralink, everybody would be like, go fuck yourself. But you got Tesla or you got Elon Musk who's sitting here like, I'm going to buy Twitter, freedom of speech. Also, everybody should get a Neuralink. Like... What was everybody going to do? They like the guy. He's really. Right. <laughs> yeah. That guy, we were, who did we talk to about this recently? Um, I think he's a robot. Oh, you told Brandon that you thought he was a was robot. Was it Brandon? Yeah. I think Elon Musk is a robot and yeah, they definitely set the stage for him. And like I said, in the past, it, it was that Joe Rogan interview mm. that like set it off when he had the blunt in his hand and he pretended to hit it and he just didn't. And that like made him likable right there. And then just lately they ramped it up. Um, that was the start the, of it though. Cause his stock dropped and then it, it shot up because all the common men started loving the guy after that. Exactly. And then he started sending cars into, into space and um, doing a bunch of other weird shit. And everyone just started liking him even more. And I, I don't know what's going on with the Twitter thing or what he's doing. Um, also it, legal flame throwers. I always, I always like to mention that one. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's true. But we're in Idaho. You can go to the farm store and get a flamethrower. So <laughs> pretty <laughs> easy for us. Not that big of a deal. I swear <laughs> it's for lighting up a bonfire. That's all it's used for. <laughs> yeah. I would never set fires that I didn't control for sure. <laughs> do you think space is real um i have a lot of mixed emotions on it i'm always one of those people that i was going to say when he was talking about the political parties i feel like the truth is in the middle where if you polarize yourself to one side or the other you miss the standpoint of both sides and the truth is always in the fine line in between it's not polarized by either side so that being said i feel like there's a lot of funky shit going on with space um i personally don't think that we've actually like been there to the extent that we do especially considering that stanley kubrick had like one of the highest iqs known to fucking man and this guy was dropping subtle bombs and everything like he 
his biggest movies exposed fucking MK Ultra and the moon landing, and people are just totally oblivious to that shit. Even in The Shining, with the whole thing where he has the the Apollo rocket on his sweater, and he stands up and he walks to the door, and it's supposed to be the exact number of miles it is to the to the moon. And they said in that actual hotel that room number doesn't exist, so he purposely made that room number. And then you got 2001: A Space Odyssey with the fucking black box cube fucking thing. Like, if there's anybody in the entire world of sci-fi that knew what the fuck was going on, it's Stanley Kubrick. Like, that guy was a fucking genius. And then even his daughter came out after he passed away and was pretty much saying that my father asked me to say all this kind of stuff that he did because he couldn't say it while he was alive because people would come after him. And that's just shit that people just, whoop. I don't know what you're talking about. And that never happened. Um, oh, wow. I'm going to have to look into that. I didn't even know his daughter came out and said yeah, anything that. like that. I knew he was super smart. He was very... uh anal when it came to uh like directing i actually the only like real schooling i got besides uh pharmacy is i went to film school and so we learned stanley kubrick film and that man was a certified genius and crazy person at the same time Um, oh for sure (laughs) he uh i remember we were reading about his filming on the shining and he actually got scatman jones the guy who um it was the maintenance guy at the the hotel or, you know, showed Jack how to be the maintenance guy at the hotel. And he had the shining with, with um, the little boy. He, uh, he got to a point where there were like 70 takes in 70 something takes in. And this, he was famous for doing this, like a hundred and something takes for like one scene. It would be ridiculous. And he actually got this guy to cry. This guy started bawling and crying. He's like, Mr. Kubrick, what do you want? You know, like he just couldn't figure it out. And, and Jack Nicholson actually intervened and was like, you need to take it easy on him. Like he's older than we are, like take it easy on him. And Kubrick looked at Scatman Jones and said, do it again. <laughs> he didn't give a shit. Yeah. And he totally terrorized, uh, the lady, the mom in the movie. I can't, pre- can't remember that actress's name. Um, olive, olive oil. oil from Popeye. <laughs> um, they, he purposely would terrorize her to where, she would be scared all the time. So you know how the, mo- the movie progresses and she just looks more haggard and just terrible? That was how she really was because Kubrick and whoever else was involved would purposely scare her at any moment they could just to Jack keep Nicholson. her on edge. Yeah, it's, it's fucking... He is a crazy guy. Have you ever seen his like show prep before that where they're about to do the scene with the axe and he's like jumping around going, ah! And like swinging oh, the axe around and shit like Jack, that, Jack Nicholson yeah that dude gets into his roles bro like I would be honestly like even if he was the nicest guy in the world considering these method actors I would have been fucking horrified of him as a person if I was on the set of The Shining like if there's anybody on that set that was fucking crazy it's Jack Nicholson <laughs> yeah for real yeah I mean I've seen him courtside at the Lakers yelling mm. at the at the actual referees and getting kicked out like he gets very into things and he i did see that that part i've seen him actually there was um i think there was a behind the scenes on the chinatown dvd if you're if you like uh that film i don't like roman polanski but if you like that film there's actually a scene similar to that where he's hyping himself up to do um i think he's about to shoot somebody or or it's the part where he gets shot so yeah that's the he's just like that he's like He's a fucking crazy person too. I think all these people in Hollywood. He's, I mean, crazy. he's one of the originals um, in La- the whole Laurel Canyon scene. Yeah. He's like one of the actors that was coming up with. Um, I forgot some of the other guys, but yeah, he he's been around Hollywood for a long time, 
And I'm sure he's done his share of ritual sacrifice just to get where he is. And um, all those, all those puppets, you know, to get to that certain point of fame, you have to sacrifice a little piece of yourself for sure. Or a family member. Since we're talking about fame, one topic I always like to bring up because I feel like it's uh, something that needs to be even more so brought into mainstream knowledge is uh, adrenochrome. What's your, what's your guys' view on adrenochrome? Do you think it's a real thing? Do you think it's something made up to throw people off when they're actually doing something different? Man. Hmm. I, I have a theory. I think, I know there's an, we get, we're energy. We give off energy. And there's negative, positive energy that we can give off. And I do believe there are forces out there that'll feed on the negative energy and the fear um, that we sometimes give off. Whether that's labeled adrenochrome, maybe, I don't know. If it's a physical, actual liquid that they take out from children, I don't know. But that stupid movie, um, Dr. Sleep, I don't know if you've seen that. Yep, that's another good one. That was some, I don't know, that movie totally just resonated with me in terms of maybe that's how they get their uh, life force energy, not from the earth, but from screaming children or just people that are in fear. There's a lot of hiding with that too. Even like Monsters, Inc. I've heard a lot of people reference that, that they create power from children's fear and they're purposely trying to point that out. And they're also saying that that's why there's the red vial that fills up on the side. It was, it was supposed to be a reference to adrenochrome. Gosh. I, I've heard of that on the Monsters, Inc. thing. I think that's like a, a revelation of the method for sure. My theory with the adrenochrome is that the the whole like vials being traded or sold back and forth, I feel like that part is probably bullshit. That's probably not true. That's probably put out there to make it seem like there's an, a secret, a even more secret illicit drug trade than what's already going on with like all the other drugs. I feel like what it is, is there are people out there, these parasites, you know, I'd say like the Clintons, they like the Bushes, the the Obamas, like all these people, I feel like to get to a certain point, they do have to maybe kill a child or witness a child die and not do anything about it. I think that that's something that these people have to do because they all follow the secret mystery schools, the hermetic knowledge that's out there. And they, they put all this emphasis on blood and life and life blood. And I, d- I don't feel like that trade is a real thing, like where people are trading things, but I feel like they do each one of these people have to, at some point, kill a child, sacrifice a child or watch a child die, or even possibly torture one. I feel like that's what that, where the actual thing is. And I feel like there's more evidence for that, especially with the whole like Ghislaine Maxwell and the Epstein and all that stuff. Like there's evidence that they're, they are trading children back and forth and they're, they're trafficking children. That to me is, that's probably for sure, but not the, the other part. I don't know if that's a real thing. I mean, I still feel like there's a lot of, they try to do things that were ancient practice. Like if you guys ever heard of the blood countess, for example, she used to believe that she could keep herself young by bathing in young women's blood. So yeah. it's not an unheard of concept that's been talked about through history about trying to stay young using blood. And I've also heard a lot of uh, different stories about how there would be um, like different like, groups of people that basically when they would kill somebody, they would pull out their adrenaline gland and like chew on it and get like a high off of it. 
So, I mean, even that's not a totally unheard of concept. But one thing I've been pointing out to people is normally you look up adrenochrome and you can't find shit. So tell me why within the past couple of weeks now there's a definition for that on Google. Because I purposely will do things on two different search engines just to see what the results will be. So now there's a definition for adrenochrome after not being able to find this shit for fucking years. Because, of course, Google's big brother and is trying to control the narrative. But this is the definition for anybody that's curious. Adrenochrome is a chemical compound produced by the oxidation of adrenaline. It was the subject of limited research from the 1950s through the 1970s. Notice how they say limited research as a potential cause of schizophrenia. While it has no current medical application, the related uh, derivative compound, uh, carbenzochrome, is a homostatic medication. So now they're trying to control the narrative of it by kind of like half putting the information in there. So this is just another thing why I feel it's almost proof that this kind of shit's happening. Cause why would they feel the need to make up a definition for it that pops up as like the main, like, you know, when you look up stuff up on Google and you don't even have to click on a page, it's just on the top. Like that's the definition for it. Wow. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I've, I've looked it up on Google. It hasn't come up for like years. It hasn't come up. You have to go to DuckDuckGo if you want anything on it. What is yeah, now, now they got stuff all over it on Google and it's all linking to uh, stuff with like schizophrenia and stuff. Like they're trying to, again, control the narrative and try to make people that believe in this shit look fucking crazy. Because of course you just drop things like schizophrenia and then people talking about adrenochrome, they're going to go, oh yeah, schizophrenia. Got to put right. words together. You know, it's subconscious. Oh my gosh. They're making me schizophrenic with <laughs> all this shit that they've been dropping lately. It's like, yeah, a veil is, is probably thinning and the good is overpowering the bad because people a lot of people are not they're waking up and they're not taking this crap anymore and taking control of their life and i don't know if this is them like you said just backpedaling or just trying to set the narrative and this is this is the definition this is what it is because they changed the definition for what was it um being vaccinated or something recently yeah they changed the definition i think and they they also changed the definition for herd immunity too. yeah they, so they've been changing the narrative by changing the definitions of things and man if they start selling adrenochrome at your local pharmacy holy crap as a cure for schizophrenia that's a or to cause kids changed, schizophrenia <laughs> so they changed the definition of a uh, body dysmorphia after the whole trans movement too where obviously body dysmorphia was like any issue with your physical appearance. And now they specifically say that body dysmorphia is just for people that have like a, a weight issue. Oh my gosh. Whoa. So again, controlling the narrative, man. Trying to make it normalized for all this kind of shit. It's funny. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll purposely do this shit on Google where I'll pre I'll look up a word continuously over the course of a couple months just to see how much they purposely will change the definition of what it is. Just to start controlling what like what people think it is. Because now it's like you hear people like us talking about adrenochrome on a podcast and instead of looking deep into it you're going right off that first google definition people are like oh schizophrenia medication whatever throw it off to the side done with it where before mm -hmm. it was like when it was just this ominous thing that was about follow the white rabbit because the chemical symbol for it sideways looks like a rabbit you know it was a totally different dive and you'd find totally different information you go back to shit like frazzle drip with hillary clinton if nobody's ever heard of that and now it's like this con this narrative is controlled where it brings you to all these like google front sites looking up this word like it's all done intentionally Oh my gosh, that is crazy. It is important now more than ever to just get your hands on any book that you can. Like a physical book. <laughs> a not physical a, not a Kindle book. Book. Because they are even changing, I'm sure online they're changing books and what books say. And um 
they're changing definitions of things. Why aren't, why wouldn't they be doing that? So it's, wow, we have to try and acquire as much knowledge as we can before it all gets revamped or just erased. That's crazy. You know, you notice how many truther books too become harder and harder to find on Amazon. Like they're taking a lot of them off or they'll be like 10 pages in. Cause I'm an avid book collector too. I like to collect a lot of these truther books and like ancient knowledge type books. And uh, they're getting harder and harder to get because they're trying to move everybody into this digital age, which goes into the whole, you know, you'll be happy and own nothing. Like that's what's happening with books. That's what's happening even with video games. Like I'm a solid copy kind of guy because if I pull out my fucking PlayStation 10 years later, I want to be able to play it. If everything's on an online store. They're like, fuck you. You got to buy the new edition of it. Like, I don't trust none of that. I need a solid copy of shit. Otherwise, I'm not spending my hard earned money on it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, for real. I have my solid copy of Skyrim. I'm set for life. Exactly. Dude, I shit you not. I have that across like six different systems. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love that game that much. <laughs> Hell yeah. As you should. Damn, Honestly, one of the best games ever made. Come on now. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I'm so happy. I agree. She's freaking out right now. She's like, I think oh my I've said this on, on other shows before, but I think Skyrim was our realm at a certain time whether it got erased or whatever. I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of truth to that, the storyline and things that are represented in that game. See, I feel like truth, like speech was a lot more then than it used to be now. And I feel like that game reiterates that with like the Fusroda and all that shit where there's like power within the speech. I feel like at one point we had those types of abilities and that's why they call it spelling, for example. Um, and then they purposely added these bridge words, changed the way words are said. Because even if you look from like Latin, which we're derived from into English, like different characters have different sounds. And they, I feel like that was purposely changed. So it takes power away from the words because we may have had abilities like this at one point. And then also pulling us away from nature, uh, you know, calcifying the third eye, all those kind of fun things. It's just pulled us farther and farther away. And now we're getting farther into slang words. And if you've noticed... I don't know if you guys noticed, but with Gen Z, they use words that are their slang words that have a definition, but they reuse them and they mean something totally fucking different. And it's like, I guess every generation has their things, but like, for example, they say like gaslight. And I was like, what the fuck does it even mean? Like a gaslight is what comes down when you need fucking gas. And they're like, oh no, no, that means uh, when you make somebody question their insanity. Like, how the fuck do you just take a word and totally change the meaning of it? And it continues through generations. Like, all the words we use, man, I guarantee you, when they were first originally used, meant something totally fucking different. Oh, my God. I agree. My uh, ex-coworkers were not much younger than I was, maybe eight, seven years younger. But I felt like an old lady being around them because they would talk about TikTok. And when they would say certain, like you said, certain words and phrases... I've never under like yeet, yeet and like all this other all these other weird words. I'm like, what is that? What does that mean? And I'm I'd always ask them like, what are you are you speaking English? What is happening? And I just felt like an old lady because I. It's a dumbing yeah, down of the culture that. too. Yeah, because I'm only I just turned 28 and I work with a bunch of 22 uh, year olds and it's just like they they their experiences in life are just so different and it's not even that big of an age gap. It's like five years and I talk about something and they have no idea what I'm talking about. And uh, I don't want to say everybody at my work, but uh, a lot of Gen Z's, I feel like they definitely just don't have common sense. Like a lot of them may be book smart sometimes. I'll say sometimes because I feel like they're more of so the idiocracy generation, but 
<laughs> you know, like they they just their their common sense isn't there. Like I have a couple couple people that will like say some of the smartest, most philosophical shit in the world, and their next question will be just just something like totally like obvious and just like how the, how do you just go from that to that? Like how does your brain work like that? <laughs> I don't get yeah. it. Only five year gap. Like I don't understand this. All that Adderall that we give kids, because I, I feel like a lot of a lot of the generation behind our generation and behind even your generation, like, are so pilled out all the time. Like everything is a pill, everything is an injection. It's that, and I was gonna say in the vaccine schedule too. Oh yeah, they have to get seventy vaccines before they even get into school. Like it's ridiculous. It's so it's so stupid now. And and then there's a pill made by the vaccine maker to solve the thing that the vaccine gives you. And it's like, <laughs> oh, why can't you just like figure this shit out? I used to make fun of like homeschool kids. Like I used to, I used to go to, I went to public school for most of my, you know, life in school, I guess. But I, I, I used to make fun of them. I'm like, all oh, those homeschool kids, they're just a bunch of religious nut jobs. The homeschool kids here are like fucking smart. They're driving trucks. Like that's, that's how smart they are. They can do all that shit. They know how to like birth a cow. They can, they can raise a sheep. Like they know exactly what they're doing. They know what they're doing more than I know what I'm doing. And, it, and that's something that I'm like, wow. All you have to do is just like get away from vaccines, live at home, raise your shit, and literally you can be like 10% smarter than most people. That just proves something though. They're trying to separate families. That's something people have been saying for a long time. And uh, I, I homeschool my daughter just off the fact that um, like I see public school systems and how they work and the fact that they don't want you to be a free thinker. They want you to look at black and white. There's one answer to everything. So just being having my daughter homeschooled, I'll see like a question. I'll be like, well... This is the answer they want you to say. These two answers could also be correct, but this is what they want you to want you to say. So it's like at least you can put your own little little touch on the things where it's like you can kind of get them to be in a broader range of thinking just off of that. But if you're just letting your kid go to some random ass person, you're going to end up with things like uh, another story I referenced on my last episode was that there was some kindergarten teacher that came out to his class. Like, why does anybody like how is that relevant to a bunch of kindergartners? Like society's doing their virtue signaling like the oh good job he did it he did it but it's like bro those are fucking kids there's something wrong with you that you feel the need to talk about your sexuality with fucking children yeah wait kindergarten are you serious dead ass kindergarten it was either kindergarten or first grade it was one of those two it was like very very young because i remember being like what the fuck like those kids are like six and seven (laughs) they they don't even know what the hell their own shit does like that like what the fuck is the point of telling kids anything about that 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 makes me upset that triggers me it is the kids have been messed with enough these last two years with uh the whole covid drama and now we're just gonna throw transgendered people at them gay people at them when they like you said they don't know anything well i don't know these days it's hard to escape it i have to um was my point it's hard to escape the the sexual sexualization of children when commercials half the freaking commercials these days on Hulu or whatever are uh, um, <laughs> birth control or, or ED or erectile dysfunction or very, very flamboyant men dancing yes. on poles and stuff. Like I've noticed that in commercials, it's very hard to find a heterosexual couple now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even like eHarmony commercials and that like eHarmony when they first started, that was like the the matching system for like old people that just learned how to use computers. And now it's like, 
if you're a gay guy and you want to hook up with another gay guy, go on eHarmony. If you're a lesbian and you want another lesbian, go on eHarmony. And like, it was literally like maybe five years ago that they weren't even allowing gay people on eHarmony. It was like, wow, what a, what a time to be alive that now it's like, it's like Grinder basically. <laughs> Have you seen that uh, thing where they put a bunch of ads up in New York? There was a lady, if you can probably find the video where she was freaking out and ripping all the signs down there, basically telling everybody like, it's okay to be pansexual. She's like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, what do you mean? Like, why are you instilling this in people's fucking brains? Like, you either are or you're not. You're either gay or you're straight. It's in your genetic code to, like, know what you want. So it's like, when you're throwing shit out like this, you're just fucking confusing people. And, I mean, even just, like, in cartoons and stuff, when they, like, sexualize cartoon characters or they sexualize, like, animals. Like, there's an there's a weird message to that. And I feel like a lot of the people that watch, like, My Little Pony, for example, and realize, like, how many sexual and nuendos are in that, like, are the people that are now fucking furries and bronies and shit, you know? <laughs> oh, man, I'm glad I never watched that fucking cartoon. I just like, I just like King of the Hill. That's, like, the only cartoon I watch. Yes. Yeah, you'd be trotting around in the background going, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, I never watched My Little Pony. But, no, it's weird. And even the, the toys coming out, I guess, these days are uh, are very questionable <laughs> i i have a six-year-old and i brought her to target in the middle of winter to buy a sweater i could not find one fucking sweater that was not a crop top like it's a six-year-old and it's 10 degrees outside like what are you fucking thinking here and another new thing i saw today is apparently uh target is going to start uh selling binders for youth sizes like very small children like get the fuck out of here like i don't even want to give target another one another dollar of my money like, I get that you're trying to be progressive and virtue signal, but, like, when you start including the kids, that's when it gets fucking personal, especially considering that I have two young kids. Like, I'm not playing into your bullshit-ass agendas. Like, these, these thoughts would never be in kids' heads if you weren't instilling them in their heads because kids aren't thinking this way. They're not thinking of sexual anything until middle school. The only reason that they start to is because everything's so sexualized on purpose for them, and I feel like there's also a connection to that because... Obviously, the government's always needed a way to fund their black budget programs. So, you know, you got crack in the 80s, heroin in the 90s. So the new one now is trafficking and trafficking children. And that's what they've been doing since early 2000s. And that's why, remember, you used to get hit with Amber Alerts constantly. And now the numbers are up higher than they've ever been for trafficking children. How often do you get an Amber Alert? No, oh, never. We actually got, <laughs> the last time we got an alert on our phone in Southern California was a silver alert. Do you, do you know what a silver alert is? No, I've never even heard of a silver alert. Silver alert is um, uh, an elderly person who's not in their like right mind who is missing and they, they saw them wander off and they can't find them anymore. So that's, it's literally like an Amber alert, but for like elderly people, silver alert. That was the last time we heard. I haven't seen Amber alert since like early 2000. Dang. No, that's, I, I saw that target headline too. And I immediately just. I wanted to throw my phone, but <laughs> it's so frustrating. I, I agree. Uh, we don't have kids of our own yet, but I do have a, two younger nephews and um, we have friends that have kids and it's just to see the world that they're growing up in. It's, um, it's unfortunate and we need more than ever. Parents need to take control. Uh, I don't want that, that to sound crazy, but you need to take like, control like, of what your kid control. put. Yeah. Put your, of what your kids put in their mouth and what they see. Yeah. Cause a lot of it is, is going to affect their mental state as they get older. And especially when it's in your face 
all the time. It's sad. Even YouTube, like how much dirty shit do people hide in there that they're always getting busted for? People say don't even let your kids on the kids' YouTube because people will purposely hide like snippets of very dirty, nasty, or violent things in there purposely to like fuck with kids' heads. And be it from like a government standpoint or if it's just some asshole fucking with your kids, like I'm not I'm not willing to take that risk. So like my daughter does not have a tablet. Somebody gave her a tablet. I have it sitting down here on the floor and I told her no. I'm not going to be one of those parents that just hands you a tablet and says, go off and have it. Like, you're in the real world, man. Like, when you get older and you can separate the difference between fact and fiction, then yes. But until I can instill that into you where you have the ability to do that, like, you're, you're not touching that shit. Sorry. Like, I'm not taking that chance because all it takes is you click the wrong video and it looks like it's some learning video about the ABCs. And the next thing you know, there's like a fight club snippet of somebody getting fucked. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I forgot about that part in Fight Club. I love that part. I, th I think I think that the worst part is we've segmented entertainment for mm -hmm. children from everything else. So like mo for the most part, like they're it's re it's really weird. Like you'll go on if you have Hulu now, like you'll go on and it'll be like black voices, you know. And it's like, oh, okay, I can watch like stories of of black people on this thing. And then there's like a kids section. You can go to the kids section. It didn't used to be like that. There used to be one TV in the house. You had to walk to the TV to change the channel and everyone sat and watched it at the same time because everyone was busy doing shit or outside. And now that it's like, there's a TV in the living room. There's a TV in your bedroom. There's a TV in your kid's bedroom. There's a TV in some people's bathrooms and some people have TVs in their kitchen too. And, and now it's like, everyone has a, a choice. So they think, Oh, the safe thing to do is just give them the kid's version of, of this thing. And, and that's what they'll watch. They'll be safe. But you know how there's easy more it is programming to in that. Oh, there's even there's way more programming than that, and it's it's Disney. Like we we can dive into that too, but Disney has been doing it for decades. Like they've been doing it since way before the Little Mermaid. They've been putting like little dicks and everything, <laughs> trying to sexualize everything, get kids thinking about sex way too early, and that's something I caught on. Uh, you know when I started to wake up, I realized, oh, Disney is like full of shit. Cause we used to go to Disneyland all the fucking time. Oh man, all the I time. love that place. I had a freaking friend that worked there and we would get in for free. That's like, we would, we would just call him up and be like, Hey, we want to go in at this time. He's like, great. I'm working. I'll get you in. No problem. And we used to just go in, spend all day, mostly eating. Cause their food is not that bad actually. <laughs> and, and, you know, riding some rides, but we didn't realize what we were contributing to. And then yeah. once we started to realize like Disney's full of shit, Shit. and like especially when they started posting and pushing all this like progressive shit like that lady came out and she's like as a mother of a pansexual child and a trans child i'm like a child what the fuck's the matter with you you shouldn't know anything about your kids sexual anything because they shouldn't be sexual and they that's something that they're like pushing forward and they've been doing that for years subtly but now it's out in the open and i feel like finally they're getting kickback especially with that florida bill that like you know, they tried to fight against that and like everybody's like, fuck Disney and they stopped going. I think they lost 33% in one day on the stock market, which is fan-fucking-tastic. 33%? 33, Every yeah. year, somebody gets busted from Disney for pedophilia of some extent, whether it be photos, actually touching a kid. And then another one that I keep liking to point out is, uh, shit, I'm always bad at this name, Enchanto. I think that's how you say it. They have a very masculine woman in that. And I feel like that's subliminally meant to make people more accepting of masculine women because obviously there's this huge fight right now between like essentially men playing fucking women's sports. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah. 
Like it's it's starting to ma- it's trying to normalize like masculine women to make it so that people will start to normalize like men that became women and be mm. like, oh, that's a woman's build. Like that's not a fucking woman's build. That's a man. I'm sorry, but no matter what you do, when you're dead, a thousand years from now, if somebody finds your fucking skeleton, they're not gonna know that you were a fucking banana or a whatever. They're gonna they're gonna test your DNA and they're gonna go, oh, this was a female. Oh, this was a male. Like it's in your genetic code and. People just don't get that and call me insensitive for it, man. But like, I don't really give a shit at this point. Like, <laughs> stuff, certain things need to be said. <laughs> yeah. They don't even need to test your DNA. When they get your bones, they can literally look at your hips and your head and they know exactly what gender you are. <laughs> that's how that's how deeply ingrained gender is in us. It's in our very fucking bones. It has nothing, not just what's dangling between your legs. And so that's something that like they've totally flipped. They've totally flipped and they, and they try to make it because men are, men are, let's, let's be, let's face it. A lot of men are soy boys. A lot of men love the soy. A lot of men just let it go. And they're, they're very passive. And it didn't used to be that way. Like men used to be hardcore. It's their way or no way. And I get it. We shouldn't be that way. It should be more of a balance, but at the same time we flipped. And now it's like, now the women are taking the men's role and trying to push everything onto the man. And it really should be a balance between the two. Like, I I don't agree that it was great back in the fifties and Mm forties for women, but let's agree right now that it's really not that great for men right now. And so let's just find a balance between the two. Let's not be dicks to each other and realize like men balance women and women balance men, but you need both parts not in the same person. You know what I mean? But yeah. like you need both parts. Yeah, they, they complement each other. It's like yin and yang. It's 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 a needed thing through nature. And even if you're looking at things from a uh, from an alchemist standpoint too, even like looking at plants, there's like male and female plants and things that are seen that way, and masculine and feminine plants. And in order to have a balanced elixir or whatever you want to call it, you have to have parts of both because if you just have one that's all male, you're not going to get as good a good of a product and then same if it's all if it's all on the female side like you need to have a balance between both and i feel like the only time that we're kind of close to a pretty good balance i'd say and everybody says when they were a kid was the best time but like 90s man like everybody ever no, there was no issue with all of this kind of shit going on like women could stay home they could go to work they could do whatever like nobody thought anything of it you could still live off of one income now it's like you have two people working a full-time job and you can still fucking barely get by it's kind of ridiculous at this point or it's like, what do they even expect you to like do with your kids now? Like, unless you have somebody in the family that just doesn't work, like it's, they're trying to make it impossible to have kids. And I feel like that's part of what this like trans movement is, because as they're doing that, they're progressing into this whole transhumanism movement and they're going into like more into cloning. So my idea of it is that they're trying to make it so that people won't reproduce amongst each other. Instead, they will have to be made in a cloning facility. And then there's two possibilities with that. Either one, you have you get to make people comply because in order to have a kid you have to you know meet these standards and everybody would want a kid but it would have to be something made by the government and then my other theory on it is that if the government starts making people who's going to disobey their the ones they see as the parents and it's just a matter of like a slow progression into it Interesting. oh shit i didn't even think about yeah. that i i know that they're deeply into they have been the government has been deeply into cloning for i don't know a lot probably the 40s but I didn't, I didn't think that they would bring that out in the open, but that, that is something that you have me thinking, man, where it's, it, that could really be a possibility because they really don't want people to have natural home births anymore. They don't want any kind of net, you know, homeopathy, any kind of being on your own. They push being in the hospital. They push like 
what's the, what's the thing that women do? Lamas, they push all mm. the, they like, push all this like different practices that are trendy to get people into this, like thinking that you have to do it this way. And let's be honest, like the hospital is probably the worst fucking place to have a baby. Like you should have a baby in the home. The baby's going to grow up in because then they will be connected to that area. They will be, I believe in energy. I believe that every area we're in has an, a signature, an energy signature. We have an energy. We could be bonded to certain areas. This is something that, um, oh, what's his name from Susquehanna Alchemy? Michael Wan. Michael Wan talks about this a lot where he's very bonded to the Susquehanna area. And that's something that like you have to put your root in and that, and that's where you're connected. Like we came here to put our root down. And so we didn't have that where we came from. And now we're going to find it. And that, and that's something that I think that they, they don't want, they want to sever that route from the beginning. They don't want you to, to do anything on your own. Everything has to be approved. Right. Even yeah. the whole concept of birth, like the way that people give birth now isn't the way it was intended because you would just have a lot of ripping and tearing. You're supposed to be doing more of like a squatting position because that's a more natural way for the baby to come out, less pushing, and then it's using its own weight to remove it. And uh, I don't know if you guys listen to Subconscious Realms. Uh, shout out to General Lee. He's uh, one of my good buddies hiding over there in the UK. He had somebody on his show that was doing research onto uh, like basically instilling fear on a child right from the beginning so that they have this instinctual fear so that they will kind of live their life knowing that fear is just around the corner. And the whole process of like how they circumcise children, it sounds kind of fucked up, but essentially they like sexually assault your kid and then they mutilate them. Because in order to do that, you have to get the child erect first. So they do this thing where they kind of like stroke it to get it up and then they, then they like cut it off. So just right off the bat of your child being born, if you have a son, there's already trauma in your child's life because he's being sexually assaulted and then mutilated. And then coming from the women's perspective, because of the way that you're, not, you're giving birth, because you're not doing it in the natural way or that you're supposed to be in a squatting position, you're laying on your back when you do it, it's causing more tearing. So I feel like that whole premise is trying to purposely make it so that it's not an enjoyable experience for anybody. So it makes people second guess ever even having a kid in the first place. So then it kind of progresses into this whole like state makes babies. You go fuck yourself. You're not allowed to have kids because we're going to make it awful so that you don't want to ever do it again. Yeah. Wow. That um, circumcision talk really messed me up. I never, <laughs> I never thought of it like that. Um, He's got a whole episode on it. I'll send it to you guys if you're interested. But uh, this guy sure. basically starts describing like trauma from the time you're born to instill fear upon people so that they'll be more docile and be more like, oh, no, I don't want to do that because I might get hurt. I believe it. Children and don't naturally have that until they start feeling pain. And they always said, too, that uh, like babies couldn't feel pain. They go to sleep when they feel pain. But now they're starting to research and figure out that the reason why the babies go to sleep when they feel pain is because they've never felt pain before. So the pain is so intense that they pass out from the pain. So up until wow. like, like 15, 20 years ago, it wasn't even that recently. Like they never use any kind of anesthetic for babies when they did anything. They were like, oh, they're fine. They don't feel pain. And again, not even realizing that, again, the babies never felt pain before. So like that's they're passing out from the pain because they don't know what pain is yet. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Oh, my God. It's, um, yeah, the whole idea of birthing a child really did not sound appealing to me. Um, these days my mind has changed, but home I was, birth. that's the way to go. Yeah. It home birth. All yeah. We're going to do that. If I end up getting pregnant, yeah, I'm going to go that route because it is possible to have a pain-free mm -hmm. birth and shout out to Lanny at the world. It is the world as it is today podcast, her and her husband, Chud X, 
Um, she recently had a kid and they had it at home, but the whole buildup to that, she was just in the right state of mind to where she felt no pain. And if you put yourself in the right meditative state of mind and, um, yeah, when you feel the contractions coming on, embrace it, you know, do the breathing, but you're not, like you said, you're not supposed to give birth on your back. Your body actually, t- I don't know, it wants to slide back child. in. <laughs> your body poops out the child itself. You know, it's like, it's possible. And that whole terror of pushing and, oh my God, I won't come out. I, I witnessed my sister give birth to one of my nephews and holy, that scared me to where I did not want to have kids because it just looks so painful. And you think about that experience for the mom and the kid, the, just the energy around that is so negative and the fear is instilled in the kid and the mom. Um, Everybody involved that sees it, you, you yeah. feel fear for, for everything going on and you feel pain for both all parties involved. Yeah. But it, it is possible when you look into it more and you don't follow the selected route of having a kid and you go to um, how it used to be, you can do it at home pain-free. It is possible. It just shows that you go to a hospital now and you always need stitches after birth, but how do you think people got along for thousands of years with never having stitches? Shows that we're not doing something right here. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know the validity to it, but I heard that they started the laying on your back method from, I remember one, it was, it was an English king where he had basically like a fetish for like masturbating while his wife's gave birth and it was a better view. So that, that was supposedly, I, I don't want to fact check on that one. If anybody wants to look into it, be more than I'd you know, be my guest, but that, that's where I've heard that that whole idea of giving birth on your back came from was again for, for fetish means. Whoa, that's gross. That's pretty gross. I, I, uh, I did see your sister give birth. You showed me <laughs> later. And I don't know how anybody can fetishize that. Like, how does that get you all? Sadistic That's like people, the opposite man. of being hard. <laughs> people, people fuck kids. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't relate to that even the slightest to ever get, understand why anybody could get off on it. Some people get off on a, like, what's that? I don't know what there's a name for it. I've never personally seen it. I don't ever want to see it, but there's supposedly like a whole realm of dark web porn where it's pretty much like, people that are naked and being like tortured and having like limbs and stuff cut off. And like, people get off on that shit. Like people are fucked up. Like, let's just be honest. Shit. Oh my God. Damn. Who's, who's, uh, which Clinton is streaming that live? Cause we know <laughs> that's probably who's watching it. Yeah, I think they make a reference to that in American horror story. There's that one girl, um, Jessica Lynn plays. I don't remember what season it was, but she has a fake leg because she was trying to be an actress. I think it was freak show. She was trying to be an actor. That was freak show, yeah. And they set her up for that dark back room film, and it was basically a porn where they were cutting her leg off. That's oh. right. And keep in mind too, that fucking show has a bunch of stuff hidden in it because you have a whole season with Lady Gaga, who's already linked to the Adrenochrome thing, where she's kidnapping kids to steal stuff out of them so that she can stay young. So I feel like American Horror Story has a lot of hidden messages in it. Just to be honest. Yeah, that was was that hotel. Yes. The hotel one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting show. I haven't really rewatched it with my new set of eyes and mindset. So I'm sure if I did, I my head would explode. Um, <laughs> Lady Gaga is she's a witch. She's fucking she's something. She's, she, she's a witch. She showed up in my dream like a few months back when I um, was on a 
hiatus from the green mother. And I just started dreaming again. And she just like randomly showed up in my dream and I didn't want anything to do with her. I was just like, I know who you are, stay away from me. But she offered me a drug and randomly it was angel dust. So I don't know what that dream was about, but long story short, she is, she's evil. <laughs> I've seen all the symbolism that she uses in the back of her videos. Like I used to be into the whole like following symbolism within music videos thing. And she has, what's the fucking name of that song? It's uh, like applause or some shit like that. And there's like a bunch of parts where she's dancing and the lights flash. And in the background, you can see like it's supposed to look like a silhouette of like Baphomet in the background with like the hands. Like she has oh, so yeah. much fucking symbolism and shit. And then she was also linked to uh, what was that one girl's name? She used to do the soul food stuff. And they're always wow, like, bitch. oh, the pictures are fake, but they definitely looked like a possibly real person there attempting to consume. <laughs> was it the no. the Maria Abramovich? Marina Abramovich. That's it. Okay. She's a witch too. Abramovich. Yeah, and she's she's linked to all these people that have all these like weird ass paintings, and they're always talking about like soul. Was it soul? Soul, not eating, but soul cooking or whatever the hell it's called. We're supposed to yeah. be like the concept of like eating people, but they say it's like an art form, and the people are fake. But realistically, there's all elites at that party, so like nobody can prove whether or not that's false or fact, unless you're an elite and you're not gonna give that knowledge away because you're also involved in it. And the second you're at that party, now you're you can easily get blackmailed because you're involved at that party. Yeah. And she you look at the people that she surrounds herself with and just do a random Google search of Lady Gaga with um Holly with actors or actresses or politicians. And she's made the rounds. Like she has interacted with pretty much uh, probably everyone in the whole entertainment political scene. Mm. So she is playing some kind of role that we're unaware of dark magic is involved i'm sure i mean she's in some of those pictures uh with hunter biden like allegedly <laughs> in the background like she's in one of the pictures of uh where he was like smoking crack and the, there are like two ladies in the background that he's about to have sex with or whatever and one of them's allegedly her i mean she she is definitely a witch that that abramovich lady she's definitely a witch if you look at her how old do you think she is like i guarantee you're gonna look at her she's like uh maybe like 60 maybe maybe 50 something that lady's like in her upper 70s no fucking way dude look at her age she's in her upper 70s that lady fucking eats people there is no way that that lady doesn't doesn't like consume people or like psychically suck their soul out and try and like live forever she is a succubus. Like I remember, I remember so there was some video like she oh, some Ukraine shit because she's like, I don't know, she's from there. She's like, I stand with Ukraine, like it really matters. And she and she was talking about how you got to stand with Ukraine. And I remember looking her age up and I'm like, this lady's like in her 70s. No fucking she's way. She's 75. Boom. She was That's born in 1946. Right Dude, and people that don't want to believe in this shit. I found uh who is it? What's her name? Um I'll have to look it up afterwards. It's it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh Shit, she was in like the heat and stuff like that. Um, Sandra Bullock. Sure. Sandy V, there you go. Yeah, she was t- she was in some interview and she was talking about how she does this thing that's supposed to like help her skin stay young. And they're like, Oh, what do you do? Blah 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 blah. And they're saying that essentially the thing that gets rolled into her face to make her stay young is like foreskin. Yeah. Mm. Another thing <laughs> that again, if they're doing that sexual assault and then mutilation that's already something that already has some occult magic linked to it and then they're rubbing it in their face to stay young 
And then people still don't want to believe that adrenochrome is possibly a real thing. Like, it's already right in front of your face. Even, like, wow. beauty products that you can buy at the store that apparently contain stem cells. Like, literally fucking children's blood, <laughs> essentially, at its root. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Do you think Sandy B is actually a woman, or do you think she is a man? Uh, she definitely has... Like, everybody thinks she's so beautiful. I don't know. I don't find any of these, like, Hollywood women to be beautiful by any means. I, I'm more into, like, the real beauty, you know? Like, I'm, like, the... I don't like it when my girl wears makeup type. Like, I like her just for as she as she is. But looking at her, I'd say she definitely has a very, like, defined jawline for a woman. So, I mean, I, yeah, I definitely think Michelle Obama is a fucking dude at one point, though. Oh, you mean Mike? <laughs> yeah, Mike <laughs> Obama. <laughs> Yeah, there's this whole uh, thing about a lot of the actresses in Hollywood are actually men. And it's the whole uh, demonization of the feminine and the, the inversion thing. You know, you got to invert every they have to invert everything. But um, I wouldn't be surprised. Think of all the Hollywood magic that goes on in movies. Who's to say they don't do that to people? And like Tom Hanks, for example, might just be, he might not even be a real person. Have you ever had a just... connection with Isaac Cappy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, right? For the listeners that don't know, Isaac Cappy was onto this guy's ass saying that he was doing occult magic and essentially was into children. And he released, Isaac Cappy released a video two days before he died saying, I am not suicidal. There's people after me. If anything happens to me, it was not intentional. And what happens? He fucking commits suicide like two days later. And he even said he had a fault plan where if anything happened to him, this video is going to get released of Tom Hanks' house. And in that video, which, again, you have to kind of search on the dark web for it, like most of these fucking things, it's essentially his house, and he has a bunch of children that are wearing, like, like ritual-looking, like, lingerie-type outfits is the best way to describe it. And they have, like, an altar in the middle. And then, like, out of the corner of the camera pen, like... I haven't heard anybody disprove it yet, but definitely looks like Tom Hanks. Oh, wow. I don't know if I've seen that video. If, if that's the same one, I thought it was in like a bathhouse. Like there was kids in robes. It and... may have been a bathhouse. It's been a couple of years since know. I've seen it. I'm looking, I'm remembering like a vague recollection. The main thing I remember is seeing kids in like kind of half undressed, like red and like white garments with like red on them. And then I remember there being like some type of altar looking thing that looked like it was in the middle of the room. That is so weird. And yeah, I, I mean, I would agree that they are him. And like I said earlier, if you have to get to a certain, if you get to a certain level in fame, you have to sacrifice or do something evil just to appease whatever evil runs Hollywood and the entertainment industry. And um, we've talked with folks on our podcast who've had experience going into some of these Hollywood homes and there would be a room that's just all black and there's little trinkets around you know I have um, a family member who works pretty close with um, people in Hollywood and the stories she she gets to hear sometimes um, just the shit is real like they are involved in trafficking children, they are involved in evil, dark magic. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot what home it might have been. Steven Spielberg's home that she, her a friend, no, I should say a friend, um, a client of hers that she was talking to. 
they went into the home and saw there was a room dedicated to just like evil dark magic like mm-hmm. devil symbolism just can't weird candles just uh it's real that shit seen uh, eyes wide shut going back to another good stanley kubrick oh. one releasing oh, yeah. some information that's literally covering all these topics like if there's any director that was trying to like subliminally put this shit out there is definitely that fucking guy like if anybody doesn't believe in any of these types of things look into any literally any stanley kubrick movie and you can relate it to some type of conspiracy theory that was going on at that time let's take it back to rosemary's baby Ooh, that is very revealing with hollywood and it's so the whole like plot is um this building in new york where these elites live if you're going to be an actor or actress and you know this is the place to be and um lo and behold the people that live in that building that are involved in the entertainment industry that are these elites are devil worshipers and practicing dark magic in the cult dark magic and uh who knows how many other buildings are like that in hollywood or in new york or in austin who, who knows the the next up and coming place it's uh it is real and you can get down and out about it and just be like oh we can't do anything but no we can you know you you just keep working on yourself changing yourself and that will go out it will ripple out to everyone around you yeah. um that's yeah. That's how we can fight it and cancel all your subscriptions to yeah. shit that doesn't feed your soul. Like if yeah. you, if you, if you really don't like the fact that Netflix promotes uh child pornography, then the solution to that is you just cancel your Netflix and just don't ever watch Netflix. That's it's honestly that simple. You, you can change things in your life on a daily basis to make the changes later so that yeah, it might suck because we have this like dopamine fix where we have to watch these shows and we have to do this and we have to get along and, and have conversations with everybody around us about the stupid shows that are on Netflix, <laughs> but you really don't. And you can live an entirely different life with purpose if you just disconnect from those things. Like don't contribute to Netflix, like contribute to inquiries of reality, you know, like seriously, like what, like, like, like watch your extra shows, your extra content, because you're going to get so much more out of this than you are from sitting and watching cuties on fucking Netflix. Like you, and it's going to feed, this is going to feed your soul and you're going to feel like, Oh, I'm not crazy because there's other people out there that know about this shit too. I mean, if you go watch that shit, you just, you probably feel like shit. It would be like you sitting in front of a, a buffet of like Reese's and skittles and starburst and just eating all of it and then feeling like shit afterwards well that's what happens when you put shit in your eyes too like that's exactly what happens honestly i feel like there's a big movement that's coming more towards this side because people are tired of the media that's just all obviously programmed and they're trying to make things that encompass every single person and not everything is intended for everybody like let's just be honest and because of that it's like all this virtue signaling is destroying any type of anything that Hollywood ever had, where it's like people are just tired of seeing them try to fit everything in a fucking movie. Like you've got Star Wars now, and they're talking about adding like trans characters. Like why? How is that relevant to the story? Like as far as I'm concerned, like they didn't even do the love story thing that hard, except for an episode maybe like one, two, and three. But again, that plays a part in the storyline because you need this new character to be born. And... <laughs> 
what, what, what relevance does a pansexual, a gay person, whatever the fuck, have in any fucking movie if it's not progressing the story by any means? It's just added in there for the, for, for the sake of a movie company saying, look, we're okay with this. This is fine. This is normal. Everybody just go along with what we want you to do. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh, Disney. Oh, the day that they remake Back to the Future <laughs> or any of those Back to the Futures, I'm I'm turning the TV off. We're throwing that shit out in the trash. Cause I got a window behind me. I'm gonna grab this chair and I'm gonna grab my entertainment center. It's going right the fuck out that window. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it's a yeah. Um, I just I thought about the all the remakes as of late, and uh, it's I have this theory that they're just gonna delete everything that happened before 2019. And that's why they're remaking all these movies. Like some shit's going to go down and we're either a lot of us are going to get wiped out or um, they're going to flip some switch and the frequency fence is just going to fry our brains. And we're just going to forget everything that happened before 2019. Cause I like, how, how can you remake all these movies? How can these movies have part one, two, three, and it's, it's basically regurgitating the same shit and people are, buying into it apparently since they keep remaking movies but i i just don't understand ghostbusters why <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> I, I understand hollywood and the entertainment industry is a whole money laundering scheme but man it's more obvious now than ever and how it's still around i don't know and i think the podcasters alternative media we are the future in entertainment if, until they uh turn everything off entertainment back to the people like it used to be because it wasn't like some fancy movie company that was writing ancient stories and all this kind of shit it was the people writing it for the people and that's what it comes down to is an unbiased means of expression and that's what it needs to come back to and speaking of money laundering i've had this theory that i've been thinking of for a long time elitists own a lot of hotels right oh yeah think about how easy it is to launder money through a hotel all you have to do is say this room costs six grand a night and then you just lock the door for the night you don't need to give a product you don't have to do anything so i feel like there's three big fronts for laundering money as far as the elitists go and that's mattress stores of course hotels and art because art essentially you can fucking tape a banana to a fucking board and say this is going to be 50 million dollars and whoever you know you have your weird investments with whoever you know you just bought your fucking children from (laughs) they're like oh yeah no i love it it's it's art it's beautiful perfect i want it give me it thank you (laughs) same with the hotel rooms man all you got to do is be like, okay, so this person wants to buy products for me. So they're going to come and they're going to, uh, you know, take this hotel room out for the next three nights. And then all you do is lock the door. Boom. And nobody knows. Nobody knows no different. There's no product you have to render anything. It just looks like money being paid for a room. That's it. Boom. Oh, that's that's true. That's so true. I knew about the art thing. That was like a for sure art oh, yeah. thing. Mattress stores. I was on that a while ago because I I remember we went to <laughs> was it in Logan or in Pocatello, but there was like four mattress stores like within a mile of each other, and they were all the same kind of mattress store. And I'm like, that mattress firm is a fucking laundering front. <laughs> like I don't know who who's buying all these mattresses. Let's be honest. Most people buy their mattresses on the internet now. That's just what most people do. I mean, it's very rare that you actually go to the mattress store and at least in california because they 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 didn't let you actually sit on it when covid was going on because germs i guess but look at it you'll you'll get an idea and you'll know if you like it or not (laughs) exactly but like i knew the mattress thing the art thing for sure because anybody like art is real art is hard 
to do. Like real expressive art is hard to do. The the two pieces behind us, one is our is our pup, and then the next one is a beautiful winter scene. And both of the we that was the person we visited in Nampa. It was him and his and his spouse. And that and that is real art. It takes them so much emotion, so much time to give forth and to put it on the thing. Now, George W. Bush also paints. <laughs> I think he finger paints. I'm not really sure. So did Hitler. But he finger paints. Hunter Biden paints, right? I mean, like, if they can do it, it must not be that hard. And I've seen their work. It has no comparison to this work behind us right now. But the way that art's progressed, too, it's gotten to a point where uh, what's that fucking stupid-ass dinosaur everybody gets on, like, Gucci bags and T-shirts now? It looks like a fucking two-year-old drew it. And everybody's like, that's fine art. That's perfect. That's so great. Like, art's degraded through the years, honestly. Like, art now is, like, it looks like children did it, and that's like the, the look for it. And I'm sure that's for a reason, because all these fucking artists aren't really artists. They're just people trying to launder fucking money. So they're like, fuck it. We're going to do this scribble. We're going to call this art, and people are going to look at it. And if we perceive it as art, and we're going to be willing to pay $20 million for it, the general public will say, yep, that's art. That's great. I want a t-shirt with it on it. And then they're making more money. <laughs> yeah. I blame mumble rap. That's what yeah, I blame. That's and one Vanna. of the biggest issues. Mumble rap and Xanax. That's why. <laughs> so I we, love rap, yeah. but I definitely feel like rap has played a huge part in fucking up the culture of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> there's good. There's good rap out there. There is. I'm talking. Con, con, I'm shitting rap. on. I'm shitting on the mainstream nonsense that the radio waves play. It's, it's the conscious rap that that we didn't actually even know about till just a little while ago. We actually so just back on the art really quick. We have an, one of those artists in our family. I'm not going to say who it is. Oh, no. I'm not going to say who it is, but literally it's stuff that you can go to Pure One Imports, you buy and you spray paint gold and then you just like nail it to a plank of wood. And it's like, that's art that we have one of those in the family. We have never bought any of that person's art. We bought those two. <laughs> so I'm like, like you have to, you have to look at this shit. And like, I would pay money for like, like uh, a Picasso, but I would never pay money for, that that art no offense to that family member but i'm just <laughs> i'm just putting it out there even the what contemporary yeah. art <laughs> it's, it's uh what is it what is it uh pomo postmodern it's postmodern <laughs> is pomo really a thing i just said it <laughs> it is now it's been brought into fruition <laughs> i like that <laughs> it's like that king of the hill art exhibit um episode if you ever if you ever want to laugh watch there's an episode of king of the hill where uh they go to an art exhibit and they think that it's for something that the wife did and it actually was a picture of the husband's bowels when he had an impacted bowel right next to uh, (laughs) a picture of a starving Indian child. And it was like supposed to be like a juxtaposition thing. But when they walked into the gallery, there was a wall of TVs with literally a walking man and the voice saying walking man. And that was it. I'm like, that's, that's art. That's art. Now that's how it is. It's all about being ironic. It's not actually about having a, having an art style or actually taking the time to do something special. It's literally just a matter of like, how ironic can I make this where everybody will go, Hmm. And then everybody loves it because it makes them think, even though there wasn't anything to it, but it's whatever you fucking want it to be. I'm sure that artist is literally like, this is a fucking banana on a board and everybody's coming up and it's like, Oh, this describes the inner struggle between people. And then the next person walks up like, Oh no, it describes poverty that there's only one banana. 
<laughs> have you seen that you i forgot it's this youtube prankster it might have been that cassidy guy who he uh he took something and he like went to an art like actual museum and he like spilled something on the floor and put a little piece of paper next to it that described it as a as a piece of art and there were literally people stopping in the middle of me like oh there's something on the f- that's i wonder what that says about you know trans culture and all this stuff like like he literally fucked with people and then he ended up coming up and picking it up and they were like, <gasps> and he's like, no, this wasn't art. I just fucked with you. You're just <laughs> retarded. That's what it is. I remember seeing something like that too. I don't know if it was the same guy or not, but it was just like somebody put some dumb shit on like one of the benches in the museum. They put a little sticky note next to it. Everybody was like walking by and looking at it and stuff. Like, <laughs> Talk about art too. If you guys, uh, did you guys used to watch um, Louis C.K.? Oh, I I would watch his show every once in a while. I liked his comedy more than his show. Dude, there was one episode where they go to this ironic art museum and Louis like doesn't get any of it. And there's this part where they go up to it's like a little black button sitting in the middle of the room, and he walks up to it. Nobody's around. He hits it and it just screams the n word. And he like looks around. Everybody looks at him. He's like, it was the button. It was the button. So then he hits it like ten more times and makes like animal noises, a bunch of random shit, and everybody's like looking at him like he's insensitive as fuck. <laughs> like that's art. <laughs> That's fucking, I'm going to have to pull that. I'm going to find that clip. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably one of my favorite scenes from that whole show, just because he's so awkwardly uncomfortable. Just watch that whole episode about them going through the art museum. And the chick that he's with is like, oh, it's this, it's that. And he's like, that's a piece of garbage on the ground. (laughs) Oh, it was so great. I love that episode. I missed that show. That was another person that got totally eliminated with cancel culture. Even though he yeah. technically didn't assault anybody. He asked permission. He just did some weird shit. And come on, everybody's got some weird fetishes. Let's be honest. But Yeah, and they that said yes. They could have easily said no. Yeah, <laughs> and we're supposed to feel bad for these women that said yes. I'm like, you did that to get where you are right now. So if you I come don't up to a hotel you. room with a famous celebrity, like, what do you yes. think is going to happen? You think you're going to sit there and eat cake? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're going to eat cake off their dick. That's what you're going to do. The intention is that somebody is getting a, getting a snack. Like, come on now. <laughs> oh my God, I'm cracking wow, I know what we're doing later. <laughs> <laughs> getting some snacks? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> sorry about that. I just totally, <laughs> totally derailed this. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fun. Like I said, these are, these conversations are some of the best ones because you, sometimes you got to hide the red pills within comedy because that's how you start getting other people to listen. Like uh, Ron from Wicked Planet has been talking about this thing where he wants to do a cooking show, but he red pills people while he's doing the cooking show. Like, it's a good medium. You got to find like a mix where you can be like, ha ha, funny joke, funny joke. Also, your government's lying to you. <laughs> I, I would love to see him make a souffle and then like, he's like, he hits it and he's like, see, it free fell just like building seven. <laughs> I was telling, uh, I don't remember who I was talking about. I think I was talking with Kyle about it, but I was telling him he has to start naming stuff after conspiracies. Like, this is MK Ultra Chicken. <laughs> this is, uh, this is, this is vaccination beef. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> see, and you, you inject it with this and you see what happens is that you can't eat it now because it's fucked. Don't eat it. <laughs> you see all that graphite in there? Don't eat it. <laughs> that is brilliant. I love that. So he's got to make that happen. I would tune in. He's been talking I about. I really hope he does it. He was talking about doing it as a YouTube show, but he'll have to definitely do one of those things where he's like, "This is chicken, 
you know, air quotations for anybody that doesn't see the video, of course, because this is an audio podcast, even though I'm always acting like it's a video one. But <laughs> It's all good. Oh, my God. That is awesome. We need uh, we need more conspiracy cooking shows, I think. Yeah, we more we... conspiracies hidden within other things like props mm. to I don't know if the intention was good or bad, but Netflix with that uh, Mike Myers, you know, shout out to every conspiracy within comedy. <laughs> what was that? I don't I'll bring it up actually. Let me let me see if yeah. I can find it. I'll tell you the name of the show. But uh, it's, a, it's a show. Yeah, it's like a like a skit show. But apparently, I haven't watched it yet. I'm I'm about to watch it. I just finished the Jimmy Savile documentary yesterday because I was curious about that one. But um, yeah. So from what I've heard, he pretty much hides a bunch of conspiracies within this show, making a comedy. But this is where I fall back and forth though. Is that either one, they're trying to put information out, or two, they're trying to make people look fucking crazy. Because, like, The Many Mysterious Goats, for example, I feel is a propaganda film where they were trying to say stuff that legitimately happened, but doing it in a funny way that makes the people look fucking insane so that even conspiracy theorists are watching that. Like, God damn, bro, is this really how people look at me? <laughs> As he's, like, sitting there trying to blow up clouds with his mind and shit. Like, there's a lot of propaganda, I feel, that's supposed to just make conspiracy theorists look crazy. But it's called uh, the Pentavert. Pentavert, that's it. T-A-V-E-R-A-T-E. Penaverte? I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how you pronounce it yet. I haven't watched it. Hmm. We don't have the Netflix. Yeah, we don't have Netflix. We're going to have to pirate that from somebody. But it's, uh, it's. I feel like Andy mentioned that. Andy from um, Deep Share mentioned that. He's like, you got to watch this. And I was like, we don't have Netflix, man. We canceled ever since they did the cuties thing. He's like, oh, it's it's great because they literally drop every conspiracy in this thing. And that's something that they started doing with the Black Mirror. That was like mm-hmm. the main thing that we saw that we were like, we'd watch and we literally look at each other. Like that first episode, I'm going to be honest with you. The first episode has been like the best episode because it was, it wasn't against pig, anybody pig. in particularly. It was the what? With the one with the pig? Yeah, the yeah. one with the pig. The one where they make the the prime minister of England like fuck a pig or I'm something messing. like that. That, was, that, that was that's fucked up. But at the same time, I think politicians should fuck pigs because they are pigs. So <laughs> to me, I'm like, that's fine. And and he never ended up hurting anybody. Not spoiler alert. But that that was always the best one. And then each one progressively got into the dystopia that they want to make. And it was like, oh, they're just telling us now. Now they're just telling us. Yeah, I've been doing Black Mirror because I got too close to real life. Like my first experience with Black Mirror is, uh, I I uh, took some acid, <laughs> so already a bad idea. And uh, I saw that episode where they put that brain chip in the back of the dude's neck, where it's supposed to be like, oh, a video no. game. And so I, my girlfriend goes to leave to go drop off our friends at their back at their house, and I'm like sitting here with every fucking light on my house, like, bro, am I in a fucking computer simulation? Like, I spent, like, a week after that convinced that when I put on the fucking VR headset back in, like, 2012, I was like, no, bro, that's where they got all of us, man. They made us all put on a headset. I swear to God, this is when it kicked in. (laughs) Oh, shit. That is such a bad idea. I could never watch that show under the influence like that. I didn't know what to expect before I watched it. And then my girlfriend was like, you'll like this show. And she just puts it on. And, like, that episode scared the shit out of me. But ironically, after that, every single time I tripped, I would watch that show. And it was just like a weird like insight where I kind of dug it because like, I don't know, I felt like I was onto something when you know you're tripping and you're watching fucking Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's so many revealing episodes in that. I mean, the ones that stand out to me, 
um, that I can remember was the one where they're cycling for like crypto and they, I don't know if you've seen that one. Everyone's on um, bicycles Yep. and they basically they're underground or in some kind of facility and they have to buy their way out by cycling for cryptocurrency or you can use that to get little perks, whatever. Um, but it was, they were in their little box all day, every day. And that was fucked up. And then the, the whole, um, social credit score one, that one stuck out to me too. On him where they like, was that know, John block him? him and he can't see anybody. Cause he has like a neural link thing in his body where he sees everybody as like static because he got like blacklisted from society. Oh, I don't think it was that one. Uh, no, it was the it one was, with Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah, the one with Ron Howard's daughter where she, everyone has their phone and, you know, she goes to buy some coffee and you have oh, yeah. to like, like the person or give them a rating. Every person you interact with, you give a rating basically. And you can see their rating above their head. Um, and the, in the, towards the end of the episode, she's like downfall with her rating things just go to shit and she gets picked up by this trucker lady who is probably the most um normal person out of everyone and she has like three stars and so the main character is hesitant to even interact with her but i could see that happening coming soon um there's just so much the san junipero one too oh, yeah. where they oh yeah that's consciousness yeah. that's Neuralink oh. right there I and the one it. with the bees where the bees go extinct and then somebody figures out how to hijack the bees and starts killing politicians with the bees. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot about that one. I mean, if they kill politicians, I'm okay with that. But if they, they shouldn't kill regular people. I think they do kill <laughs> random people in that episode. But like, I've heard a bunch of different things about people saying that they're in the process of trying to create like robotic bees to make up for the difference in like the bee population. I don't know where it's at currently, but like, any system is almost like a game just asking somebody to hack it. Even like the Neuralink. It's only a matter of time before somebody figures out how to hack that shit. So that's another reason why I would never trust putting any type of electronic device in my body unless it's something that I like have to do to fucking live, like a pacemaker or something, you know? But I'm sure yeah. when the Neuralink comes, though, they're going to make it seem like you need it to live. Right. Is Elon offering that for every um, person that signs up for Twitter? What's the, latest, what's the latest on that <laughs> that's that's the rule that's the thing he was talking about in order to be on twitter we have to verify that you're a real person in order to verify you're a real person we need to put a put a neural link in your back of your neck oh my god that's how we connect that's how you're allowed to be on the internet is because you have to have this thing it's almost like a like a key card to get onto the internet <laughs> oh yeah or just like a key card to get into your hotel room no big deal sign me up no problem i'll Man. definitely do that he's relatable don't forget wow. people like him <laughs> yeah he likes weed so he that's cool <laughs> it is literally cool. if it was any other genius doing that shit people wouldn't be on board if it was like jeff bezos it'd be like fuck that guy jeff <laughs> bezos could pull that off yeah he looks like lex luther though come on like you're lex not gonna trust that guy <laughs> <laughs> guy's an asshole same with mark he zutterberg i'm shocked they're having him push the fucking metaverse that dude looks like a reptilian or some type of alien and then there was that recent picture that somebody posted with him hanging out with his friends and it's like all of his friends are just people that don't fucking look like people <laughs> what i haven't seen that one he has friends what yeah that's what i'm saying no they're fake friends they're just they try to make him relatable too of course you know you got you got to play it off man he's, he's like look i'm a human being too i do human <laughs> things too i eat barbecue sauce i put it on my shelf <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh my god yeah that guy is a trip he has slowly just changed into something 
whether it's robotic or just reptilian, I don't know, but he is not the same guy that they pushed when Facebook first came out. Like he's taken, he's not the same person. He's probably a clone for sure. Have you guys looked into that uh, random letter that Ron from Wicked Planet got? I don't think so. No. I'll have to see if I can get the link from you guys. But basically, he got this weird flyer in the mail that said, like, know the truth of QAnon. It came with, like, a scan code. And when you scan that code, it goes to these, like, the best way to describe it is very, like, loosely done documents. But when you try to, like, save the picture, it just comes up as, like, a straight file where you can't read it. But when you actually sit on the page and read it, it talks about um, basically this guy being like pushed into these secret agendas and that Mark Zuckerberg's dad was linked in with it and that Mark Zuckerberg would come in and like torture this guy and shit. If anybody's interested, they should definitely go check out Ron's podcast about it. He digs pretty deep into it, but uh, yeah, it's just fucking weird, dude. Like I don't want to say that anything's not possible because I feel like all these tech guys came from something and be it if dark magic is real or not is irrelevant because all of these elitist people do believe that it's real. So whether or not they're actually getting anything out of ritual sacrificing anybody like they're still going to take the chance and do it because essentially nobody's life means shit to them besides their own yeah no that's true i didn't i didn't hear about any of this letter or anything like that i feel like i i wouldn't even trust random text messages let alone random letters like i wouldn't even like if i saw some letter that was like oh just just check this qr code and download this file or i'd be like nah i'm good i'm gonna stop there (laughs) I don't know how I don't know how he would do it. I don't know. I hope he uses a secure phone or computer. I think he did. Um, and he had somebody else that said there was something that looked like coding at the bottom of it, and they're trying to figure out what the coding was. But I haven't seen if they have done more with it. But I'm definitely been very curious because he he sent it to me at that time, and he was like, "Hey, did you get this?" Because he said a bunch of people over by him got this. Like I don't say it's a letter; it's more like a mailer. It was just like a piece of paper with a bunch of celebrities faces on it and then like a scan code interesting so it was only in his area you haven't heard about this in any other parts of the u.s no i've only heard about it coming from over by his his area wow. that's what he was saying too is that he messaged a bunch of other podcasters um asking them if they've heard about this and pretty much yeah it was just his area i'm gonna see if i can find a picture of it because i know he sent it to me that is interesting story uh-huh. of QAnon. uh crap i gotta turn off my my little background here, not that the listeners can see it, but it's there and it makes it impossible to show your phone screen. <laughs> you just yeah. Connecting the black for everything. But, nice. But yeah, that's that, the letter basically has a bunch of black and white pictures of celebrities with a QR code in the center of it. And when you scan the QR code, it goes to a web address that has a bunch of like weird document type looking letters. Um if anybody is interested in this, like I mentioned previously, uh, Ron from Wicked Planet does have an episode on it, and I'm sure that he probably has the web address if anybody is interested in reading those documents themselves. That is interesting. I Yeah, I haven't heard about that. Um, no. It's, I mean, at the very least, it's someone taking action to get people thinking. Um, or it's a distraction, because I feel like the whole that. QAnon thing was a complete... Like my dad really got into that. I felt bad when it didn't actually go through. Cause I was like, it's not going to happen, you know? And like, there's always something in the back of your mind that you're like, yeah, hopefully there's good people within the government fighting the bad people, but it didn't, didn't happen. And that's something that anybody that kind of pushes it now, like the, I'm always like, uh, mm, 
I, I, I take what they say with a grain of salt, just because that really got a lot of people's hopes up. And I feel so bad for everybody that just like, they were, they were building this up to all these people are going to go to jail. All these things are going to happen and, the, and nothing happened. Right. And I just feel so bad whenever people get fooled like that, that I'm like, I don't, I want to not be a part of that at all. The fact that uh, the Maxwell trial went the way it did. And then I saw something today that they said they reduced her sentence to like 10 years. Like that just shows how, oh. like how, how far you really go with this kind of shit. Like if, if you're, if you're part of the right people, like you're going to get off on just about anything. <laughs> wow. What is the thing in the news right now that distracted everyone from that? I bet that didn't really hit a lot of headlines. Talking about Johnny Depp and the Amber Heard trial that everybody's watching that shit. Like it's like a TV show. While at the same time wow. that that's happening, they're passing mandate laws in California. And, oh, shit, I was hearing one about on some, I don't remember exactly what state it was. Um, but they're basically saying that if you didn't get your vaccine, you don't have to get it, but your property taxes were going to double until you got the vaccine. I think it was what? Connecticut or something like that. I'll have to dig into it again. But they're trying to pass all these mandate laws while everybody's too distracted watching this other bullshit. So that's that's Whoa. what's going on. What's happening in Cali? Uh, California, they have this weird kind of like loop law where it's like you need to get vaccinated. You don't have to get vaccinated, but you need to get vaccinated if you want to be able to work, if you want to be able to do this, if you want to be able to go to the store. They're trying to get that passed. And then the other part of it is if you want your child to go to school, they have to get vaccinated. But the trick to that one is if you don't send your child to school, you get in trouble with the truancy officer, and then you get thrown in jail. So it's kind of kind of a vicious cycle. They're kind of making it so it's like, you don't have to get it, but if you don't get it, we're going to make everything in your life extremely difficult. Oh, they do that with gun owners. That's, that's one of the great reasons why we left, because it's like, oh, we could get so many guns here. And in California, we couldn't get jack shit. I mean, you, like it got to the point when COVID was a real like big thing in the news that there were, when they finally did allow gun stores to open, you had to make an appointment like a month in advance to show up that day, but didn't mean, that was just to shop. That wasn't even like, oh, I'm definitely gonna buy something. That was just to shop. Like if you wanted ammo or anything, you had to make an appointment a week in advance. And I was like, fuck, when we came here, we literally, on the way up here, we stopped at gun stores. On the way up here and here, we stopped at gun stores. The other day, not the other day, like a month ago, we went for breakfast in the morning and we came back with a gun. That's how easy it is to get guns here. You go to Texas and you can get a gun with your McDonald's shit. There you go. Yeah. The stupid part about the gun laws, though, in my opinion, is the fact that they're trying to say, oh, we're doing this for your safety. We're doing this for your safety. But realistically, anybody that's doing anything illegal with guns isn't getting them by legal means. So the only people that you're hurting are the people that are trying to protect themselves from the people that are getting the guns from illegal means because no logical person is going to get a gun in their name and then shoot somebody with it because that gun's going to tie right fucking back to you. It is true. Exactly. Yeah. You only shoot somebody if you have to in self-defense and, or you use it for hunting. Like nobody, nobody in their right mind goes and gets a gun in their name and then goes and commits a crime with it. You have to be a fucking retard to do that. Wow. I can't believe that stuff in Cali. They're trying to pass and it's, it's always those uh, progressive states. <laughs> if you want trying to show how progressive they really are. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine progress into the ground. It's uh, yeah, I, I think about being back at my job like now, and just the mindset of people and how they're probably just 
the whole time they were just going about their day even through covid like nothing was going on like yeah there was stuff going on but oh we had to wear a mask while we're while we go into the office or we have to get vaccinated just to keep our job like okay we'll do it like no i was the only one that was fighting it and um just to think back now or think about now if i was still there man it would probably just be business as normal and with a little talk about ukraine here and there and joking about oh my god remember the last two years that's the thing that would probably irk me is them seeing the last two years as just a just a thing that um oh we got through it let's move on there's still people wearing masks like avidly even though like there's no need for it anymore like i see in my state all the time people wearing fucking masks in their car when they're by themselves like really now and I, uh, I, my daughter isn't in public school, but my nephew is. And when I go to pick him up, I notice that like half these kids and their parents are still wearing masks and they're like mask the fuck up. Like not just like sitting down on their mouth. Like they got that shit like covering half their fucking face. Like that just shows how brainwashed people are at this point. Or even if you told them anything different, <laughs> like if scientists came out and said like, you don't need vaccines or, or not vaccines, you don't need masks. Those people are still going to be fucking wearing masks because that's their safety blanket at this point. And their kids are so instilled with it because if they're elementary school kids and this has been going on for the last two years, three years, whatever it is now, like they don't know anything different. Like as far as they know, going to school, you wear a fucking mask and people don't think about the the back effects of it that in order to learn how to speak properly, in order to learn English properly, you have to see somebody's mouth moving. You have to see their face. When you cover up half of somebody's face, it makes recognition of words a lot harder. And you saw that in the beginning of COVID when everybody's wearing the masks, nobody knew what the fuck anybody was saying. Because half of your ability to understand what somebody's saying is seeing their lips. And I've seen a bunch of experiments about it where they have the same exact sound and it'll play. And then they'll have the person do different lip movements. And you'll actually hear the word differently, even though it's the same exact word, just because of the lip movements. Like you can cover your eyes and you'll hear it exactly how you heard it the first time. But you're manipulated by the fact that if somebody's going ba, 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 and they start doing a ba, ba, ba noise, or like the mouthing of that you'll start hearing that even though the sound clip itself is still saying ba 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 because you're, you're just little things like that. It's, it's all part of what you perceive as your reality. And people forget that senses aren't limited to one sense. Like your taste is also connected to your smell, which is also connected to your eyes with as far as like looking at it visually to make it be appetizing to you. Like if something's red, for example, or it has, it's on a red plate, you automatically, your brain assumes that it's sweeter. So just doing like little things like that it completely affect your taste. Like almost everything you, you experience is a combination of all your senses. Primarily one, yes, but it still incorporates all of your senses. That's that's crazy. The the fact that they're still masking children in school is like mm-hmm. absolutely evil to me because like you said, most of our communication is is looking at your lips, but it's also nonverbal. I think 80% of communication is nonverbal. So it's like cues with your face. It's cues with your body, with your hands. And that's something that like, yeah, you can't mask up hands. Like people can still talk, you know, using their hands, but covering your face is going to mask all those expressions. So it's going to be really hard to understand if somebody's being serious with you or if they're fucking with you and that's going to really screw the kids up because when we're kids, I mean, I'm sure you remember, I know you remember you, you fuck around with each other all the time. You like make fun of each other. You play jokes on each other. There's pranks, there's jokes. And, and all of that has to do with expression. So, you know, 
not to take it too seriously when you would like play a prank on on a friend or something you know there was all, oh you got me you know it's kind of like it's a thing kids nowadays aren't going to experience that at all i feel like not only with the vaccines are trying to screw them up and like make them autistic. They're like, Oh, let's put masks on everybody and, and really make them autistic because they're not going to understand social cues. They're not going to understand any of this shit. And then we can control them. That's the plan. Honestly. Yeah. You're not, not even slightly wrong. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to attack anybody in the community in order to further a future message, it would definitely be the kids first. And one thing I do like to point out is that of course at the school, do you think you find one teacher wearing a mask? No, only the kids. Yeah. And I don't know, going back to the whole express expressive factor of wearing a mask and not kids not being able to see that it's normalized to them. Mm. It's something that's, Oh, that's just how life's going to be just having a mask. And it kind of puts them in danger too. If there's some child predator that comes up to you and they're masked and you can't read their face or their cues, it puts them in that kind of spot too, that it's just all around. It's a shitty idea. I really feel for the kids. I have another whole thing that links with that too. And this has been another theory that I've had as far as like the whole masking up the children thing goes. So theoretically you're at the grocery store, your kid's wearing a mask. Um, How easy would it be for somebody to come up and essentially put tape or something over your kid's mouth so that they can't talk. They're wearing a mask. And then they could throw a different hoodie on them and then a hat. And you'll be looking for your kid wearing this specific thing, expecting them to yell for you, whatever. And you'd never even know that this child has their mouth taped shut or whatever, or that the person pretty much said, like, go make a fucking sound or I'll kill you. And then the kid, your kid's walking with them normal, like not even drawing attention. Like, think about how easy it is to traffic children if you can't see half their face. That's so that's so true. And that happens a lot. I mean, if anybody who's worked retail knows what code Adam is, code Adam is there's a kidnapping taking place or has taken place. And that that started with the fact that I think someone took a kid who was going to kidnap a kid, took them in the fitting room, put a wig on them or I think shaved their head, put a hoodie on them and walked out because they said, I'm going to kill you if you talk, if you yell, if you say anything. And they kidnapped a little boy named Adam. And that's where that code came from. That that that's. I, I didn't even think of these angles, but you guys are right. Like that's so fucked up that it makes it easier for the child predators. Mm. And I was just worried about how they're growing up, but yeah, damn. <laughs> See, coming from a, from a father of two, people are fucking sketchy as shit. And I live right by the freeway. Well, there's a, there's a bunch of stores that are right next to the freeway that go right down to Detroit. And there's a lot of issues with trafficking at those places for that exact reason, because somebody could easily hop on it. And as soon as you get to Detroit, it's like ungoverned in a sense. So like it's just how easy it is. I'm sure that people have done that. I'm sure that, you know, how many people have probably gotten away easily just putting a mask on a kid, like even just changing the mask. Like you're already looking for like a kid with a blue mask and like a blue hoodie. But all you got to do is change their mask, put on a green hoodie and you're running around looking for blue, blue and you don't see that shit. And then go walk right out the door with your kid. So it's like I... I'm on like extra watch. And then being a father, it's like, I see through the fucking bullshit and I'm not going to let somebody else think of this shit before I think of it. Because if I think of it first, then I can be precautious of it. Yeah. And just informing your kids to stay alert, you know, and if someone's holding you by gunpoint, just fight. You got to fight as much as you can, you know, because as soon as you walk out with them, as soon as you get into that car, you don't know what's going to happen. And you might as well fight. I was going to say, I feel like death would be better than what would happen to you after that. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it's um, 
it's weird times. And we were, we were just talking earlier about kids and man, I would totally love to have a kid with this man, but thinking of the future that lies ahead, it's, it's kind of scary. I don't want to bring a, a kid into this world where who knows if we'll be able to feed them in a few years if the dollar collapses, you know, there's just so much uncertainty and it sucks that people like us that would probably be really good parents and raise a decent kid. We just, the timing is just so shitty. And, uh, that's part of the play too, is that they're trying to make it so that people don't want to have kids right now. Cause coming from me, like kids are honestly a huge, huge blessing. So I, I would never discourage anybody that's considering having a kid from having a kid. And it's one of those things too, that no matter how hard the times get, you'll always find a way to make it work because they're worth it. So like that being said, like be aware of all this bullshit, but don't let it influence your decision. You know? No, you're right. You're right. You, you'll find a way to make it work. And when you say it's not a good time, it'll never be a good time. Mm. No, you're right. You're right. Um, (laughs) yeah, I literally said that the other day I was, I told her when we were talking about it, I was like, there's never a good time. It's never perfect. And if you wait till perfect, you're going to be waiting till you're dead. Exactly. Cause both of my kids, like they definitely, like my first one was, was unplanned. My second one, uh, we lost, um, we, we had a stillborn in the process and then he came. So we were kind of playing that like, Oh, it's not right. It's COVID time, all that shit. But then again, we came to that conclusion that it's never going to be a good time. So do it now while we want to do it because we'll make it work because they're worth it and they'll always be worth it. And you can't let the system scaring you, you know, push you away from having kids because then you're kind of just falling into what they want you to do. No, you're right. That is, that is a good point. Um, we'll see what, what the future holds for us, but I am not opposed to it. I should say it would, it'll be hard. I mean, I would say, let's get our chickens outside and then, <laughs> and then we talk. <laughs> hey, but at least you guys got a good setup though. It seems like, you know, you guys are at home. Uh, you got your own little area with your own kind of people that aren't like these city people. Uh, you guys found ways to self-sustain yourself. Like you, you guys got the setup, man. You got, you got exactly what type of life that I would love to bring my kids to eventually. So like that being in mind, you know, you got the setup, <laughs> like you, you got what you need to take care of your kids and you can even, even homeschool them. And you don't even have to worry about outside influence other than the people that are locally around you, which seem to be good people from what you described. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm going to get that slice of cake out of the fridge for later. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks, man. (laughs) Hey, hey, bro's got to watch out for each other. (laughs) Always, always. You got, you got to lay the groundwork. You know, it's, it's like being a wingman. (laughs) We're going to do this more often. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. Well, it's getting a little bit late here. It's going on 11.30. I got to put my chickens away because I kind of feel bad that they're still out. Uh, And I got to take a shower for myself. But I would love to have you guys back on the show. I would love to hop on something with you guys at some point. And I feel like I've made even more friends in this community. So this has been great. Heck yeah. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, we're going to have to get you on FRC to talk some more. But um, yeah, this has been great. I thank you. Thank you again for hosting us and just being an awesome host and keep doing what you're doing. Keep plugging away. And, uh, you're just, your, your community is just going to keep growing. For sure. It will. The more you put out, the more you'll get. 
I really appreciate that. I'm one of those people, like I said, I don't want to cap myself. So I've never felt more myself than when I get to do this kind of stuff. Like this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm sure with you guys, you have the same feeling that it's like, you almost feel like you have a moral obligation too. once you start seeing through the bullshit that you have to tell people, but only the people that want to hear it because you don't want to throw stuff on people that don't want to hear it because, you know, you're just, it's like talking to a wall, you know? Exactly. For sure. Yeah. This, this has been awesome, man. Thank you so much. Like this has been real fun. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I, I say this quite frequently, but like this, this was honestly, I, I love all my episodes for different reasons, but I, I, I always have favorite episodes. I don't, I don't even want to say favorites. I love everybody in this community for different reasons. Like every, every episode is my, my favorite episode for its own reason. But again, like I always say, this has always been one of my favorite episodes, but before we go, of course, for the people that I'm sh- that listen to me, maybe that don't listen to you guys, like, you know, let them know where they can find you. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you can find everything we do on falserealitycheck.com. Um, we're actually in the middle of transitioning everything and um, changing hosts and all that kind of stuff, but everything you can find will be there. Or we're also on uh, Rockfin. Uh, where else are we? Rockfin. Um, the, the video you're, you're going to find on Rockfin. Uh, it's for free. FRC is free always. Um, audio, usually you can get it on any streaming platform for podcasts. Um, Instagram, Twitter, we're at FRC Pod. Yeah, drop Telegram. Us, Telegram, uh, t.me slash false reality check. We have a really good uh, community there. A lot of good people contributing. And we're always like thinking about things. Yeah. Or you just send us an email, FRC podcast at protonmail.com. We love hearing from people. It's really, really cool to hear from people. Yeah. Honestly, one of my favorite parts about doing this too is that I love hearing from the listeners because, like I was saying in the beginning, like, you're hearing our voice. So you assume that we're something special, but we're no different than you. And that's why we love to hear from you. I'd love to hear, see your art, anything you do. This is what it's all about, making a connection with a community. And when we say community, it doesn't just mean us podcasters. That community also includes all of you listeners that are out there and making it possible for us to be sitting here on the microphone and, you know, talking about the topics that we talk about. If you guys didn't listen. We, we'd just be talking to a wall. <laughs> well said. I agree. But this has been Inquiries of Our Reality. Thank you for listening. Hopefully all of you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. And I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.